Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there and keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 275, The Difference Between Frugality and Minimalism, by J.D. Roth of MoneyBoss.com. And I am Dan, your host and narrator here on the program. If you're new here, this is where I read to you each weekday from some of the best personal finance blogs on the planet. It's like a big audiobook, but it's completely free of charge. Happy Friday to everybody. Also, happy St. Patrick's Day uh, out there if you celebrate that sort of thing. And it's a Friday, so It's probably going to get pretty crazy here in the United States. I know I often see a lot of uh, questionable driving in my neighborhood on St. Patrick's Day, so be careful out there. And I'm going to keep this intro nice and short for you today since today's uh, content, the post, is a bit longer than normal. So let's get right to it as we optimize your life. The Difference Between Frugality and Minimalism by J.D. Roth of MoneyBoss.com There's a popular notion in personal finance circles that frugality and minimalism go hand in hand. So if somebody's frugal, they probably also self-identify as being a minimalist. And if somebody's a minimalist, they probably self-identify as being frugal. But while there is a lot of crossover between frugality and minimalism, it's important to understand that they're fundamentally different ideas with different aims. Sometimes they're even at odds with each other. In fact, I think these two concepts are so not aligned but I feel the need to define them for those money boss readers unfamiliar with the minimalism movement. Frugality, as we're all aware, is what used to be called thrift. It's the quality of being careful with money and goods. It's the opposite of waste. Minimalism, on the other hand, is the pursuit of less. Minimalists strive to own and do less, and they generally want their possessions to reflect simplicity and elegance. Frugal folks aim to spend less, while minimalists aim to have and do less. Now, there's plenty of overlap there, obviously, but there are many times that frugality and minimalism are neither synonymous nor compatible. Let's look at a real-life example. Last Sunday, I rode my bike to a local bar for a money blogger meetup. Much to my chagrin, I got a flat about three and a half miles into the 4.1-mile ride through the rain and the cold. I limped the last half mile to the bar, putting most of my weight on the front tire so I wouldn't lose control of the bicycle. Eventually, the flat was too flat, and I had to walk the last few hundred feet. Fortunately, I live in Portland. Portland might be the most bike-friendly city in the United States, which means there are plenty of bike shops scattered around town. After I finished drinking slushy margaritas with my friends, I walked half a mile to River City Bicycles, where I paid $15 and waited an hour for the friendly folks to fix my flat. This action led to an interesting discussion on Facebook. Tyler, you took your bike into the shop to fix a flat? JD, 
yeah, I didn't have a patch kit on me and wasn't going to walk it five miles home. Name redacted. You went for a ride without a patch kit or spare tubes? JD. I can't tell if you're being facetious or serious. Wink face. Name redacted. Serious. I never go out for a ride without my saddlebag, which contains, among other things, a patch kit and two spare tubes. JD. I never carry anything with me on my bike. Maybe if I were doing a long ride on country roads, but certainly not in the city. It's a similar idea to packing light when I travel. Why carry all that stuff with me when I can just buy it there? And that's what I did yesterday when I got the flat and bought a new tube when I needed it. This is a real-life example of the balance between frugality and minimalism. A frugal move would be to carry gear with me so that I could handle minor bike problems as they arise. The minimalist move is to carry nothing. 20 years ago, I did carry spare tubes and a patch kit with me when I rode. But 20 years ago, I was biking 1,500 plus miles per year over country roads. Now, I bike much less often. I've biked a total of 8.7 miles in 2017, and those were all last Sunday. As the weather improves, so will my bike miles. My cavalier attitude toward paying a bike shop to fix my flat, something that's simple, if sometimes awkward and annoying to do, prompted Mindy to jest, Mindy, wait, J.D. Roth, the godfather of PF Frugality Blog, said, why carry all that stuff with me when I can just buy it there? Did the earth stop spinning? When I bike, I prioritize simplicity over frugality. I prefer to be unencumbered. The same is true when I travel. I want as little with me as possible, and I pack light. That means I sometimes pay a little extra because I have to buy shampoo or a shirt at my destination. I'm okay with that. It's a trade-off that I, personally, am willing to make. It's a conscious decision. Balancing cost and clutter. Here at home, I find that I often try to strike a balance between cost and clutter. I dearly love to get digital versions of all my books, for example, but I'm not willing to pay the price to do so. In this case, frugality trumps simplicity. I have moved to digital for new books, though. Probably 75% of my book buying is now for Kindle. That's 100% of fiction and 50% of nonfiction. Sometimes I need to mark up my nonfiction books, and for that, I want a physical copy. I also weigh frugality and minimalism when buying groceries. In the olden days, back when the world was young, I simply bought as much as I could at Costco. It's very difficult to beat Costco prices. The downside, of course, is that you have to buy two gigantic jars of pickled asparagus when maybe you only want to purchase one small jar, or you have to buy a package of six sinus sprays when you're only going to use two or three this year. Those are both actual examples from a recent Costco trip. When I lived in a bigger space, I could store Costco-sized packages, and now that's just not possible. So I shop more at the local organic grocery instead, where prices are much higher, but package sizes are reasonable. In this case, simplicity trumps frugality. Frugalist versus minimalist. I have hoarding tendencies. That's not to say that I am a hoarder, but left to my own devices, I'll accumulate a lot of When I first began to explore frugality about a decade ago, I worked hard to cut my costs, but that didn't actually reduce the amount of stuff I brought home. I just found cheaper ways to do it. I bought my clothes at the thrift store, so I spent less, but I bought more clothes. I bought books at the annual library sale. For the price of one new book, I could bring home 10 used books. I once wrote an article at Get Rich Slowly about how awesome it was to find free stuff by the side of the road. My readers pointed out that I was just filling my life with junk I didn't need. Ouch. So I was frugal, yes, or striving to be, but I was in no way a minimalist. Meanwhile, I have a friend who is a minimalist. He consciously works to own little and to do little. He focuses on essentials. He has maybe five shirts and a couple pairs of pants. He owns one jacket. For a computer... He deliberately chose the current MacBook because it has clean lines and minimal ports. 
He doesn't buy books, instead preferring to purchase them on his Kindle or borrow them from the library. This minimalism keeps my friend's life uncluttered, both physically and mentally, and it brings him peace. At the same time, however, he's far from frugal. When he buys things, he's willing to pay top dollar to purchase quality. He did obsessive research to find the lightest backpack, for instance, and it was not cheap. His clothes aren't cheap either. Like me, he prefers wool t-shirts that cost $50 or more. My friend is a minimalist, but he doesn't consider cost when he makes a purchase. More similar than different. Having said all this, I want to be clear. Frugality and minimalism can and do work well together. They're more similar than they are different. You can pursue both, and you can pursue both effectively. My point with this piece is simply to remind folks that while the Venn diagram overlaps, it's not a perfect fit. There's a sweet spot where frugality and minimalism cross over, and it's here that you find maximum savings and minimum clutter. This might mean buying your wool t-shirts at clearance sales, for instance, or buying a refurbished Mac instead of a new one. It's choosing to own one pair of high-quality, expensive dress shoes instead of three or four marginal pairs. The buy-it-for-life movement is focused on this sweet spot. The key is to figure out where this sweet spot is for the things in your life and then to aim for it as much as possible. Will going carless save you both hassle and money? Would moving to a smaller home cut your costs while allowing you to purge a bunch of clutter? For those things that don't fall in this sweet spot, intentionally choose whether frugality or simplicity is more important to you and don't apologize for the choice you make as long as it's deliberate. In my case, I'll continue to choose simplicity when it comes to cycling. I'm willing to pay 15 bucks for somebody else to fix a flat. I'll also opt for simplicity in certain other areas of my life like travel. Mostly though, I'm a frugal fellow. I'd rather experience a little hassle in order to save money, especially on the big stuff. You just listened to the post titled The Difference Between Frugality and Minimalism by J.D. Roth of moneyboss.com. If you've been using Mint to manage your finances, I've got some bad news. Mint is shutting down. But now for the good news. There's a better alternative. Our sponsor, Monarch Money. Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it. Maybe you're saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation, your kid's college. I've found that Monarch makes it so easy to help you reach your financial goals, whatever they are. I definitely wouldn't be able to allocate my finances or plan as clearly without help from Monarch. In fact, Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash OFD for your extended 30-day free trial. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there. And keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage. Simple, affordable, reliable. And since it is a Friday and a borderline holiday, St. Patrick's Day here in the U.S., 
I'm going to leave it there for today and for the week. Thank you all, as always, for listening. Have a great and safe weekend. And I'll catch you on Monday, same time, same place, where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Finance Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.